Hello, beloved. How's everyone doing? I hope you are well. I hope that you are uh, feeling strong. Getting excited to be back to normal here in our little city of Ridgecrest. I hope that you are feeling at peace. Like maybe it's okay to let your guard down a little bit. Maybe go back to work in person. Maybe go to the grocery store more often. Maybe go to the movies. Do something. Something that's normal. Because I know the last few months, even year of our life, has been anything but normal. My name's Jay Young. If you guys don't know me, I'm pastor for Team True Ministries. I'm also on the board here at the Lighthouse on uh, Ridgecrest, California. So, you know, I'm, I get to do a lot of cool things. I mean, I get to teach, get to be a worship leader. Um, I get to counsel a lot of people on, on life issues and marriage and, and just really try to be a servant of God. I've spent the last 14 years of my life ministering to, to the off-road racing community. I'm a pastor. I, I marry people. I, I unfortunately sometimes bury them. But that's what a pastor does. And that's my heart. I, I want to be a servant. And that only came about because I entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ. My nature isn't to be a servant. My nature isn't to be kind and gentle and loving and compassionate. My human nature is to be selfish, to do what I want, to have what I want. To not put up with anything. I mean, I gotta tell you guys, as a kid, I I liked to fight. I enjoyed it. Even in the military, I enjoyed fighting. I enjoyed physical exertion, you know. I mean, man, that's why I've always been attracted to racing, you know, winning, being first. And we all have traits, you know, that, that God actually gave us, that we're born with. But I tell you guys, I, I long, I long to change the world. I mean, that's, that's what God's put on my heart, is, is to be a world changer, to be someone that can make a difference. I want to change the world one heart at a time. You see, I feel the greatest accomplishment that one can have in life is to give someone you love the gift of Jesus. Tonight, I want to make sure that I explain that. That you have a clear vision of what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that I'm not coming from a place of judgment, but from a shared experience. 
an understanding of what it means to be a fellow human that has to wake up every single day and choose life. Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 20 says, This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose lives that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers. Choose life. I know for many of us this pandemic has left us hungry for truth. Hungry for something real, something deeper. I know a lot of people feel like God is reaching out. And my friends are asking questions. They're asking me questions. And I hope, I hope they're asking God questions. I hope you're asking God questions. I hope and pray that we are all curious that we all want to feel like there's something bigger, something that does not bow to the will of man. Amen? That's God. That, that spirit that we so long for, that strength that we just need in our lives, that's God. It's not your accomplishments or your friends or family's accomplishments. It's, it's that spirit of peace that only comes from God the Father. I believe that deep is calling out to deep and that God is trying to use this reset to bring us back into a relationship with Him. I mean, many of us have been so busy that before the pandemic hit, we, we didn't have time for God. We could notice little things that were going on all around us, little messages that God was giving us. Many of us didn't even notice that we had a little hole in our heart, that we had a little God-shaped hole I mean, we, we try to fill it with all kinds of things. Drugs, alcohol, you name it. But that, that longing, that, that yearning, that, that emptiness that we have in our heart, that, that can only be filled by God's Holy Spirit. It is a God-shaped hole that you and I were born with to make sure that we chose to have a relationship with the creator of the earth. But you know, it's funny. We, we start to notice these things. <laughs> we start to notice the little things around us when we're stuck at home for months at a time. <laughs> we don't get out of our PJs for a week where we don't shave because what's the point? You have time to do all kinds of things when the world paused. 
It gave us time to think about bigger things. It gave us time to maybe set up priorities and start going, okay, I need to make some changes. There are some things in my life that I need to realign, to get right. Being on pause has given us all time to think about some stuff. Amen. So what have you been thinking about? In the last year, what have you been thinking about? Have you thought about death? Have you thought about getting sick? Have you thought about taking a vaccine? Has the virus made you wonder what tomorrow will bring? That's good. I mean, we all need to face the reality of life ending. Every single one of us has an expiration date. No one gets out of here alive. It's just a fact. Proverbs 29:18 says this. It says, "Where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions." Guys, God's trying to speak to us. He's trying to give us instructions. I'm not saying that God caused this pandemic, but he's going to use it. He's going to use this situation to draw his children back to him. To draw you and I into a deeper relationship with our Heavenly Father. I mean, in order for us to make it to heaven, in order for us to be able to spend eternity with him, we have to have a clear vision. We have to understand what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. I mean, all of us have the ability to dream, to seek God's counsel and, and try to grasp plans that he has for us. But sometimes those dreams, those visions get overwhelming. I mean, they're so strong that they kind of floor us a little bit. I mean, we see that, that if we start walking with God, if we start to pursue this, this very amazing relationship, but it comes with a cost. Our worldly friends aren't going to understand us choosing God. When we become Christians, a lot of times our finances change because we start seeing a priority of where our money goes. These are real fears. These are real things that we do. And we all experience as we come into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. But that's what we're called to do. We're called to be life changers. We're called to be difference makers. Jeremiah 29, this is a famous scripture. A lot of people quote this. They quote 11, but I'm going to read through 14. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, 
plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if everyone you knew was seeking God? If every person in your family and friend list had a clear vision of what God wanted for their lives. I think about our community. I think about our valley and, and Trona, Ridgecrest, in your current, Red Mountain, Ransburg, this, this area. You guys are some of the hardest working people I know. You put in so many hours. None of us, none of us are ever happy with second place. In my world, we call that first loser. We want to win. We want to be victorious. It's all any of us want in life is to be victorious, amen? Can you imagine if, if we took that same drive to win at, at whatever sport or activity or job we had and we directed it towards serving the kingdom of God? If we directed that energy towards serving our community, our neighbors, even our own family. I mean, just picture Thanksgiving. Think about Thanksgiving at your home. Is there love? Is there peace? You guys all sit around the table and, and have a wonderful meal and maybe have a toast and, and just love each other. Well, I know in my family there's love. There's so much love at my table at Thanksgiving. And yet sometimes there's conflict. And I know you all understand what I'm talking about. But if we all have the same agenda, <laughs> if we all put Christ first, if we all put our neighbors, our family first, we would be living such a different life. I love what it says here in Proverbs 3. It says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. I want to challenge you guys today with this thought. If not now, when? If not now, when? If, if you're not ready for Christ now, when? I've asked many of my Christian friends about, about where we are in history. And everywhere I know feels like we're living on the edge of something. Like something big is coming. 
end times? Jesus' return? End of the world? I don't know. I don't think so. But I definitely think that we're headed for a revival. I definitely think that the, the houses of prayer all over America, especially in Ridgecrest and, and Trona and Inyokern, these communities, the prayer warriors are joining forces. As you can see by how many people are here tonight, we are coming together. We are praying together. And revivals and movements of God always happen because of prayer. They always happen because people are moved by God's Spirit to pray, to seek His face, to ask for His presence. God is calling to His children. And none of us know what tomorrow might bring. But one thing I do know, if there is a heaven, then that means there is a hell. So we need to be ready. I mean, either the Bible is real or it's not. I mean, the Bible is not a smorgasbord. You can't take bits and pieces that you like and leave the rest. Oh, I'm going to have some of this grace. <laughs> mm, mercy, that sounds good. Forgiveness, yes. I'll have some of that. Ooh, repentance. Ooh, discipline. I don't want that. Heaven, yes. Hell, no. It says here in Matthew 24, this is 42 through 44. It says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Again, I'm going to ask you guys. If not now, when? Every day I wake up and I feel literally a need, a pressure, a, an emotion to share with people the forgiveness, the grace, the mercy of Jesus Christ. That in Christ there is hope and maybe not for this world, but definitely for heaven, for tomorrow, for, for life eternal with Christ. I mean, we've all reached a place in our life where, where we want to be part of something bigger. I think that we're going to start seeing the church in America come together to have unity, to all work together for the glory of God. Because if the world would see us get past our petty differences, that would mean that Jesus was real. 
that our faith is more important than our egos. And then we can all be part of what God is doing. Do you understand that? Do you see how our witness to the world of getting along with each other and loving one another is so important? It truly is the difference. Romans 12, 2 through 3 says this. It says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I want to close with this. Team True Racing, TTR. It's my logo. It's our logo for the ministry. Underneath it, it says, fear not. The idea of fear not, of do not be afraid, of, of be confident, appears more than 300 times in the Bible. I would say that's very important to God, for us not to fear. He added it so many times. that There's no way you can read the Bible and not see it. Hear it and read it. Fear not. I know some of you are saying, Jay, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to meet God. That's okay. Fear not. You're going to anyway. It's going to happen, but fear not. Some of you are saying, but Jay, I struggle with authority. I do not like people telling me what to do. That's okay. Fear not. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not even asking you to do anything. Just sharing some simple truth with you. Fear not. Some people say, but Jay, I have a horrible past. Fear not. So did Matthew. So did Mary. Luke. Jay. Fear not. God already knows your past. And guess what else he knows? He knows your future. That should be the most encouraging thing you hear tonight. God knows your future. Fear not. Jay, I have sin in my life. We all do. Fear not. You see, you can't let fear of the unknown keep you from having a relationship with Jesus. Will it change you? Yes. But coming to know Jesus Christ accepting him as your personal savior does not change you you're not doing it right it is supposed to make you a new creation it is supposed to change your life when we live our life in a relationship with Christ we strive to be like him because honestly there's no such thing as a lukewarm Christian 
Revelations 3, 15 through 16 says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. I do not want to live like that. I want to be on fire for Jesus. I want to be on fire for the Lord. I want to live my life in such a way that the kingdom has so much value to me that I continually wake up and long to be in God's presence. Do we struggle? Yes. Do we fail sometimes? Absolutely. But we should always be walking a line that brings us closer to the Father. In all things, we are more than conquerors, not because of my strength, because of my faith in Jesus. Amen? Tonight, as I close in prayer, And guys, honestly, I'm praying right now. Because this moment, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. This moment, I want to be open to what God is doing in this room right now. There are some of you tonight that can feel His presence. And maybe you've never felt that before. If you are here tonight and you are feeling the presence of God in a way that you've never felt before, I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward because I want to pray with you. There's other people here tonight that will pray with you. If you do not know Jesus, if you've never met the creator of the earth, the creator of the universe, the one that saves you, the one that, that gave his life for you on the cross, that shed his blood for your sins, if you've never met Jesus, come up. Come up and stand with us. Do not leave here tonight until one of us prays over you. Doesn't have to be a lot of time. But I'm not a big into raise your hand and be done. Because in order for you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you accepting him is day one. You have to accept him every day. I don't mean that in a religious way. I just mean it changes who you are. You wake up, you spend time with Him. You wake up and you pray, you read your Bible. It's a relationship. No one has a relationship by one date. Amen. If God is speaking to you, if you are feeling a tug on your heart to know Jesus, to rededicate your life, to be filled with the Spirit, if any of these things seem like what God is saying to you right now, get up here. Do not walk away from this moment. Do not walk away from this opportunity.
for more. God wants more for your life. Yes. Yes. Guys, can some of you come up here? Yes. Okay, I'm going to pray. Father God, we humbly come before you. We ask for your spirit to fall right now, God. To fall upon the hearts and minds of people that do not know your son, Jesus. That, Father, they feel your presence in such an overwhelming and great, kind and merciful way. That they accept the cross. They accept the price that was paid for them. That they acknowledge, Father God, that they have fallen short. And that, Lord, all of us need Jesus. We all need a Savior. Father God, I ask that you forgive them. That you forgive all of us, Father God. And for those of us that are rededicating our life right now to the cross, that are rededicating our life to the King, that are here right now saying, God, I want more. God, I want it all. I want it all, Father. I want more. Lord God, press into them. Give them more, Lord. Give them more, Father God. Father, let your Holy Spirit fall. Father, if they don't have your Spirit on them right now, if they've never been baptized by your Spirit, let it fall. Let it fall, Jesus. Father, I pray for your wind to blow. I pray for your wind to blow. I pray for your spirit, Father God, to blow. To change hearts, to change minds, Father God. To heal, to revive, to restore. Father God, let the hem of your skirt, Father, just fall upon us. Let your energy fall upon us, Lord. Yes, we love you, Lord. We praise you. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, if you need prayer, come up. Come up right now. And we're going to pray. We're going to play our our closing song, but if you want prayer, you stay. I will pray over each one of you, or someone here will pray over you. No one's going home tonight without being touched by God. If you want to be touched by God, you stay, and we will pray. Amen? Amen. Love you guys. Hey, beloved. Fear Not is a podcast for anyone that struggles with fear. You know, today in our world of uh, craziness, I just want to encourage all of you to take the time to listen. We've all been through some traumatic things lately. Let's share this time together in God's word, in an encouraging message. Let's do life together and fear not. God bless you all.